Would you contend with God, vain man, who brings to him your folly and your discontent? Add more of fleeting fun and foolish things into your life. You'll wonder where you went wrong as your vanity increases. Will compounding folly make you wise? You've spent your years in vanity, but God will still be God. For who knows what is good for man? Do you? Welcome to the Inverse Theology Project. I'm your host, T.M. Moore. This is Volume 6, Number 1, Biblical Theology Edition. In Ecclesiastes chapters 6 and 7, Solomon indicts the man who is so fixated on the things of this life that he loses sight of some important facts. First, life is uncertain. Even the best laid plans of man can go awry, as Robbie Burns reminded us. Second, if we obsess about this life and its fleeting blessings, we may forget that God rules over all life, even ours, and he may have other plans for us. Today's installment of the Inverse Theology Project is entitled, Full Lives, Empty Souls. There is an evil I have seen in those who live beneath the sun, a man to whom God gives both wealth and riches, and who knows respect among his peers, whose every room is filled with everything he might desire, yet God does not allow him to consume his bounty, because enemies conspire against him. This is evil vanity. A man might live for many years and sire a hundred children, but his soul not be content or satisfied with goodness. Or he may not have a decent burial. He, I say, is much to be lamented, for a stillborn child is better off than he. It comes in death and vanity. What's more, the light of day the stillborn does not see, and nothing does it know. Yet it has rest that never is and shall not ever be to him who lives long, but who fails the test of goodness." For the same place waits for all, the darkness of the grave. Men will invest their energies and efforts in things small and great to satisfy their bellies, but their soul in turmoil lies a knotted ball of discontent and vanity. For what does any wise man have more than the fool? What does the poor man have, who has no glut of goods, nor knows how he should live, what rule of life should govern all his actions? He is wise who knows contentment, whose eyes school him more than his vain lusts. It's vanity at grasping for the wind to make of things beyond your reach or ken your deity. Would you contend with God, vain man, who brings to him your folly and your discontent? Add more of fleeting fun and foolish things into your life. You'll, you'll wonder where you went wrong as your vanity increases. Will compounding folly make you wise? You've spent your years in vanity, but God will still be God. For who knows what is good for man? Do you? And will you think this way until you die? Your life is but a shadow land, filled with vain thoughts, hard labor, hours of fun, frustration, and defeats on every hand. And look around you. Is there anyone who can make sense of life beneath the sun? What's more to one's advantage, a good name or precious ointment? Likewise, your last day will matter more than that day when you came into this world. To mourn, to share dismay and grief with friends is better than to go and seek out feasts and mirth to fill your way. All men must die, the living surely know and take this truth to heart. A life of mere frivolity, of laughing as you go about your daily work, is specious cheer. Let sadness have its place within your heart. Then you will know true joy should it appear before you. 
Every wise man, for his part, knows how to mourn, to care and sympathize with those who suffer. Every foolish heart seeks only fun and good times. Hear the wise man's words when he rebukes you. Turn away from fools and their vain ways. Let not your eyes or heart go with them. They think life's for play, mere vanity, and act like everything's a joke. Cast off oppression, turn away from flattery and bribes, and all that brings corruption to the soul. Look to the end of life, so that your sober spirit sings with patience more than pride. Take care to fend off anger. Anger is for fools. Don't pine away for former days, and do not bend your soul to yesteryear as if the fine things of your life are all behind you. You will not be thinking wisely to incline your heart this way. It's good, of course, for you to have a nice inheritance. Who would not like to have one? But for you to do what's best with this largesse, it would be good to nurture wisdom. Wisdom profits all who gain it. For, like money, wisdom could defend you, even though your wealth be small. For wisdom, more than money, is a sure defense, since proper knowledge gives to all who have it life and wisdom, free and pure. Look to the works of God, for they shall last. Take joy as wealth, let happiness perdure. And when adversity descends, hold fast to this, that God brings both adversity and joy. And when adversity is past, then joy remains. So live each moment free of fear, and be content not knowing what tomorrow may bring forth or what will be your future. Live each day as wise men ought to live. For I have lived the vanity of folly and have learned what it has taught. I know that life sometimes can seem to be unjust, as when a righteous man and wise dies suddenly, while wicked men live free and long without distress. Set not your eyes on wickedness or folly. You will know enough of these without much effort. Prize not too much wisdom, lest you find it so unreachable that you destroy your life in straining for it. But do not let it go, however and leave wickedness and strife aside. Fear God, and he will keep you from vain strivings that can undermine your life and ruin your soul. Seek wisdom, let it come to you, and you will know more strength than ten strong rulers. On the earth there is not one just man who does good, who does not sin. So do not take to heart what people say to you or say about you, or your thin skin may hear someone close to you someday say something to offend you just as you yourself have put down others by the way you think or speak about them, though to do them harm was never your intention. I've proved all this by wisdom, it is true. I said, I will be wise, but far too high for me was wisdom. Who can know it? Who can scale the heights of wisdom? Who can try its metal? Who can find it out? Can you? I set my heart to seek out wisdom and to know the wickedness of folly through and through. I hope that I might understand all foolishness and madness, and I find more bitter than if death were right at hand. The woman who with treachery of mind, whose heart seeks not to love but to ensnare, embraces not to cherish but to bind. And I have seen this proverb everywhere, that he who pleases God will not be caught up in her wiles, but sinful men who care not for God's ways and who will not be taught the way of wisdom will fall victim to her charms and treachery. For I have sought out wisdom, seeking what all men should do who would be wise, yet it eluded me. One man among a thousand might be true to wisdom, but a woman? It may be, if only in your fondest hopes and dreams. This much I have observed. God made us, me and you, to be upright 
and wise. It seems, though, we have sought out many foolish schemes. Visit our website, www.ilba.org, that's A-I-L-B-E.org, to discover the wealth of resources available to help you grow in your walk with and work for the Lord. You can review all the previous editions of the Inverse Theology Project by going to the website, clicking the Resources tab, then clicking the Inverse Theology Masthead. Volume 6 of the Inverse Theology Project continues with our next installment in Creational Theology, in which we contemplate humankind's strange and wondrous romance with light. Until then, for the Fellowship of Ilba and the Inverse Theology Project, this is T.M. Moore.